0: That
1: thing. gangsters what's up
2: fellas yo yo yo, yo, yo. what's popping
1: what's going on boys mad handle podcast another episode let's do it Charlie, how are you feeling today?
2: I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk a little Knicks, ready to do a little mid-season NBA awards. I'm hype, man. I'm ready to go.
0: Easy. How about you? I'm a little pissed off. Uh, I sent in my quarter season uh, like award votes to Adam Silver, and they got returned. So, uh, <laughs> I got Returned to sender. Returned to sender. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know if I guess Adam's no longer a listener here, but he's killing me.
1: <laughs> All right, well, yeah. Um, boys, Knicks, Charlie. I, I know we were just talking. I know we wanted to get into the Knicks. I know you had some points to make. Let's hear it, bud.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tonight again in Chicago is a, is a must win game. I think we definitely got to pick it back up here tonight. Uh, definitely get back to playing Knicks basketball, really good on the defensive end. We need big games from RJ, need a big game from Julius as usual. Some help off the bench would be phenomenal. Uh, A little bit of scoring off the bench is needed. Uh, I feel like that was something that was, it was really a positive for us. Uh, there for a little while in the season, and I think it's something that's it's lacked a little bit in the last couple of games. Austin Rivers isn't shooting that well. Um, I mean, even Reggie Bullock in the starting lineup isn't shooting that great. Wonder how long he's going to last there. I mean, really, the spark off the bench is is quickly, which has just been a revelation. And thank God for Marcus Morris because you know quickly is the reason, or I mean, Marcus Morris is the reason that quickly's here. So he's definitely been the revelation. I'm a little worried about Ob. I know I was hyping him like crazy I'm I'm slightly worried about that situation especially watching some of the other rookies uh, play we'll definitely get into that in a little bit Um, but overall I I like Tibbs and what he's done with the team I mean look if the season ended today we're on the playoffs Uh, but still I want to see some improvements and a must win tonight in Chicago.
1: Listen you know we're coming back down to earth it seems like um, that that early season success is kind of it's dwindled a bit you know, players have kind of gotten back to their old ways. Austin Rivers isn't Steph Curry. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I got a couple points to make about Obi Topin, because this guy, Obi whatever, however you say his name, it's irrelevant at this point. Dude is irrelevant on the court. Easy, what do you say about the Knicks, man? What's going on here?
0: Um, I would like to... It just take a moment and pour one out for Kevin Knox, who fell out of the rotation
2: yet again. <laughs> yeah, see you uh, later, bud. Uh,
0: is he, uh, dude? You know what? you, you, like, you better learn French because you're hanging out with fucking Nilaquina for the rest of the year.
1: <laughs> Seriously, yeah, he's he's on that struggle bus. Him and Dennis Smith Jr. are going to be taking that struggle bus all the way to Westchester. But at least
0: Ju- at least Dennis Smith Jr. is going to the G League, like. Millikina and Knox are literally just warming seats.
2: Yeah, I was about to say though, at least that G League bubble is in Orlando. Like, if I Dennis Smith Jr. is making the smartest decision getting to Florida for some warm weather, like if I was Frank and Kevin, I'd be begging to go down there.
1: True, what a coincidence that once it starts snowing in New York, Dennis Smith Jr. is like, Yo, send me to Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> but easy. What are your thoughts on the, on our boy Obi here cuz like you mentioned a couple of names like Frank and Kevin Knox. Uh I don't want to say it, but he's quickly slipping into that like oh shit, did we draft
0: another guy that's going to be a bust. So, yeah, it's tough. And like we have a lot of guys who are going to play ahead of him. We have a lot of like players who play similar p- like or positions i get it but he just doesn't impact the game like in summer league he came in and he had a different level of like intensity and how he was playing even if the shots weren't falling he was like the first dude up and down the court he he was like banging in the post for the entry pass like he like he was doing his stuff and he was making an impact i forget he's out there yeah
2: he runs kind of weird too yeah, doesn't he, though? What, what it's is weird? A, what, what, it's, it's weird. What is it? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh,
1: I also feel like when he's running down the court, he's running so fast, but it looks like he doesn't want to be thrown the ball like he has his head. He's just running straight for that basket and then like not turning his head or anything. It looks just super weird the way that
0: he kind of run runs the other way. But, he's, playing, he's playing like he's 18, 19, one and done out of college, just trying to get his feet wet in the NBA. That's true. He, and it's like, well, hey, fuckface, you're 23. We drafted you to, like, come in and make an impact.
2: Do you think he, Do you think he benefited from, like, not being in the NCAA tournament and not getting any visibility there? And then just so, people not understanding what his true game was and just based solely off of the regular season? I was reading that.
0: And you know what? It's a very compelling point because like there are guys who can jump like 10 draft spots just from having a good tournament. Look at uh, DiVincenzo. There are players who make big impacts for two weeks and impact the rest of their lives. And like maybe Toppin was a dude who went from a top eight pick who fell out of the top eight. Like, you know, like, I don't know. I think that's a very, very good, good point. And it sucks that we're realizing this fucking three months into the season.
1: Yeah. It, it's a tough pill to swallow. Um, You know, one kind of defense that I've heard for, for him is, you know, kind of like the lack of minutes or, you know, he's not getting big minutes. Well, I think we can all see with Tibbs is like, you have to earn those minutes mm-hmm. and, he's done nothing to like, that I've seen that would make him earn those minutes. Like he, defensively, like he's a train wreck out there. Like you can't, if, unless he's putting in a, you know, a bucket every time down the court offensively, like it's tough to, you know, have him play defense on the other end and watching that. But, you know, Charlie, again, I, you know, I hate to stress it. This is your boy. You talked a big game, talked a huge game about it. And oh, we're, we're slowly just digging that nail right now. Ugh.
2: It's just like it's like yet another draft pick that the Knicks had that I like overly hyped, and that now I'm just like eating my words. On, I mean, Kevin Knox is the same thing. I remember going to the first Blue and Gray scrimmage at the Garden in 2018, thinking Kevin Knox was like God's gift to the green <laughs> earth, and thinking that I was gonna, be, it was just gonna be the best thing ever. Um, look, I'm a, I'm a little worried i mean i've seen some of the other stuff that's come out where look it was a really weird off season for him no summer league action getting with the team really not having that much of a of an off season but at the same time like everything i was reading and in sort of the Knicks beat was that he was still once he got drafted he was working out in the gym he was getting that exposure so like you know i i agree with easy's point like we drafted him because he's 23 years old and it's, and he's ready to go. You know, we don't need a now two to three year project to get OB to the scoring level that RJ is at right now. Right. And I think RJ coming in last year and the leap that he's taken this year has been huge. And I think it's been really good. But again, we drafted OB to put up really the same numbers that RJ's putting up now and really make an impact. And I think that, you know, obviously Julius is going to take some of those minutes. Julius is playing at a near all-star level, but again, I'm slightly worried at where his trajectory is at this point in the season.
1: I'm with you on that. Like, to your point, we drafted this dude because he was supposed to come in here. He was supposed to get buckets, excite, you know, like Nick fans. And he hasn't done any of that. And it's just, it's super sad. I'm sure we're going to bring this up when we talk about the rookie of the year stuff. But, like, there's a dude that was drafted one spot after him that, like, that would fit perfectly with this team. Like, I know quickly, you know, he's played great so far. And I think he, he actually has potential to be, you know, a starting point guard. But imagine if we just drafted Tyrese Halliburton, like, one just one pick before that. I mean, insane. yeah, it <laughs> There'd be, like, a backcourt of the future there. We could move RJ to the three. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's still early for him, but that, that all the signs are pointing to him being uh, a Kevin Knox, uh, Frank-type player. Uh, just one thing before we we, we move past this. Uh, I read, like, an article that said that Kevin Knox was trying to show the young guys, like, how to work in the league, and he mentioned OB's name. It's just like, dude, you're old, you're younger than what? Obi right now. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of funny. But like, yeah, Obi was supposed to come in here and be like ready to go. And unfortunately, oh. he's not Who's also the
0: two- fuck told him that he should be leading our rookies. <laughs> I
2: don't know. I was about to say, don't listen to anything Kevin Knox tells you about what to do in the NBA.
0: Yeah. yeah. Are you sure the coaches weren't kidding, like they didn't make a face after they said, said that? Like, yeah, listen to Kevin. <laughs> or just
1: just, just shoot him off. Like, yeah, Kevin, yeah, yeah, go go, go. tell the
0: rookies what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. Before we move off this, because I read this the other day, and it irritates me every time I read it, and now we're playing the Bulls tonight. Why is Zach Levine always like considered some like trade target that we should like offload our picks for? And he's this like young star or like rising whatever. He has proven to be a like bad team, good stats guy everywhere he went. What are you guys thoughts,
1: Charlie?
0: What do you think about
1: Zach Levine?
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. I don't think it's somebody that moves the needle for me at all. It's definitely not somebody that I'm trading assets for. Um, I I think that it's really also interesting too. I mean, Chicago's sort of in a situation where, like, I think Lori's got to get paid, right? So they got to figure out, like, who are we investing in over the long term? Is it going to be marketing or is it going to be Levine? Levine isn't somebody that really interests me. I just don't think he fits that well with this team. I just think that we need shooters more than anything we need guys that can shoot the three more than anything i don't care what size they are how big they are we just need shooting and i think that's been evident even especially in the clippers game a few days ago like if we had had some outside shooting we may have snuck away with a w in that game because we were playing them close from the defensive end all all day um so for me I, i think that we need to prioritize shooters who can then also play defense. I'm not interested in a a Zach Levine type who's going to stuff a stat sheet, but really not make an an impact on the team that I think we're looking for right now.
1: I I like Levine's game, Uh, you know, on the Knicks, I think it'd it'd be okay. I really compare the Knicks to the Bulls. Like I I don't think he's a guy that's going to come to a team and like elevate that team. Uh, I think you're seeing that with the Bulls, the Bulls are still kind of, you know, shitty. And they have like a young team. So putting him on another young team yeah he's not like an X factor. Right. Like I wouldn't give up any like big time capital to like bring him into New York and, and put him on this team. Uh, there, there's certain guys in the league that I probably would do that for. But like, yeah, he's he's definitely not one of them.
0: But, all right. Uh, so we're all on the same page. I like that. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I do like his game. I think he's exciting to to do dunks and, like, that's, I mean, he's got a good game. You can't, you can't put it past him. Like, he's hitting his outside shots now, but I don't know.
0: Well, you know what? I guess that's what, that's what you expect from those Bush League writers over at Nick's blog. If you want a real (laughs) blog, you want a real podcast, you hang out with the Mad Handle Boys, right? Right, There
2: you go. The sorciest of the sources. That's what we do. Well, we're not here for clicks. Not here for clicks, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a good point, though. Like, I could have done do, without
0: I, the that's for sure, Kevin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel that. Like, his name is always tossed around with the Knicks. And, like, I don't get it either because, like, what the hell are we giving the Bulls that they're like, okay, like, let's trade this guy for him unless we're trying to package, like, a bunch of – like the Dennis Smiths, the Knoxes, and the Franks for him.
2: Well, also, too, at this point, I mean, if the Mavericks, and we could talk about it a little later, if they continue on their slide, that pick that they gave us in the Porzingis trade is looking really good right now. So I definitely don't want to potentially give up two first-round lottery picks in next year's draft to get somebody like Zach Levine. Exactly.
1: Agreed. And if we could cut that right there, that'd be awesome. Cause I got some points to make about the damn Mavericks later on, um, that, uh, we can definitely, uh, get into. Let's do it. Fun. All right. Well, why don't we start off with like getting into these awards? We'll get, we'll talk some MVP, right? I mean, these are the dudes. These are the top of the pack guys, Charlie interested to hear who you have as the potential MVP and who else you have on that kind of list there that, uh, that you think should be should get some acknowledgement for that,
2: Kev. Okay, you're gonna have to cut that. I literally just took a bite of something to eat really quick.
0: <laughs> no worries, no worries. One second. Yeah, come on, you need the cough button. This is when you press that, right?
1: <laughs> the cough. There's a cough button.
2: That was like the worst possible timing. Um, no, I'm good. You want to ask that again, Kev?
1: Yeah, yeah, easy. Do you think you could cut that? Like, um, let me see.
2: No, we're doing it live. If our listeners right, don't,
1: don't like it,
0: change the channel.
1: <laughs> you don't like it? Fuck don't. off. All right.
0: Actually, don't go. change the channel. Whatever you do, listen to the whole thing, please.
1: Yeah, listen to the whole thing. That was just a technical issue of Charlie biting into a – It sounded like a sandwich,
0: but <laughs>
2: – it, it, it was actually it was a delicious cracker for the listeners nice. at home. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes a snack calls. snack call. Oh, I'm a big-time snacker. All right. All right, MVP.
1: Um, MVP, let's hear who you got as – Actually, let's hear your list first. Let's hear who you got on there and and see who who you're actually uh, picking for MVP so far.
2: absolutely. So I'm going to give you four guys in no particular order. A few of these categories, I've got multiple guys in no particular order, and then I'm going to narrow it down. So for MVP right now, I've got LeBron. I've got KD. I've got Paul George. Ooh. And I've got Jokic. Wow. Wow.
1: A big omission. Now,
2: now, at this point in the season, I think I give it to KD only because wow. of all the basketball that I've watched this season, I think KD is playing the most exciting brand of basketball. And I think he's elevating the Nets the most. I think he's elevating James Harden and Kyrie around him. And I think that's what you want in an MVP more than anything, is to elevate the game and the team and the people around you. And I think he's doing that right now in Brooklyn. I think he's sort of been the one that's completely changed the culture there. Not Kyrie. It's clear Kyrie sucks from a culture perspective. The guy abandoned the team. I very much see Kevin as the alpha leader on this team. I'm going to go KD with MVP.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Easy. What are your thoughts there? Well, who do you have on your list? I'm interested to hear if you have a name that
0: I have. So I've got four as well, as well. I don't know how to put the order, but there's like different, I have like different caveats for each guy. Let's hear it. Number one, overall, if they keep it up, it's got to be LeBron. Wow. It has to be okay. LeBron. Dude, the if they if they're the number one team and he is not taking this season off, yeah. if he gets an MVP at 36, holy shit. Now, I also have a KD on this list. But and I and that's for right now, but as far as later in the year, I, I just don't see it. How do they keep this up? How does he continue right. to play 40 minutes a night on a fresh Achilles? I just don't think he's gonna. I don't know. I, I don't think right. they're gonna keep it up. Um, realistic, dude, Embiid because I think the Sixers are n- nasty. Yeah. And if the if the Mavs can pull their head their head out of their ass even a little bit and become what top five in the West, top four in the West, I think Lucas got a great shot because we all know fucking Mister Stiff Legs Porzingis ain't doing anything on that team nothing so who's your mvp then it's lebron
1: wow yeah okay all right well it's kind of funny because i think we're all going to choose different people here but uh you know i I had three people on the list i had kd you know obviously he comes up a ton on this podcast the dude is just absolutely silky hasn't skipped a fucking beat since being hurt uh i do have him beat on here too uh, you know, I, we do give him a hard time uh, on the podcast as well, but it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to hate on him right now. He's averaging 28 and 11. Uh, the Sixers are playing great basketball. He's having the best year of his career. I mean, if they wind up with the top seed in the East, uh, I, I, you know, it, it'd be hard to, to for him to not get it. Yep. But, I mean, this is also a dude that, you know, injuries play a key role. So let's see if he stays healthy to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, for the whole season. But my guy, the MVP so far, is the slim joker, Jokic from Denver Nuggets. The dude is playing incredible yes. basketball right now. He's slim. He's running up and down the court like a maniac. He's almost averaging a triple-double. The Nuggets are, you know, without him, I don't think that they're, that they're a playoff team, to be honest with you. I do not think without that guy that they are a playoff team. Easy. I got a question for you. Is Jokic like the best passing center of like all time? Like, have you seen anyone that has like a game like him that's as big as him?
0: Not that we've seen. He is. He's yeah. He's yo. Do you know who he is? He is every every pickup basketball player sh- should like strive to become Jokic. Yeah. Every pickup basketball player should try and emulate that game after him. You're not going to dunk. You're not going to throw something down. You're at the park. You're not famous. But what you can do is you can lead a fast break and you could hit the open guy. Or you could like bang a dude in the post and get him with a hook shot. Or like splash an open three. He just – he plays just very within the game. It's never – like every time you watched it like Denver, you're never like with Westbrook like, oh, Jesus, again. (laughs) You know, like he never does that. But hold hold on, Kev. I'm going to counter your question with a question. So Jokic deserves the MVP, even though the Nuggets are currently 12 and eight in the four seed behind the Los Angeles Lakers at 16 and six as a three seed. How is LeBron not more? uh, How does he not deserve this award more? Um, that's a good question. I will also say
1: that LeBron's got his team right now. It, it's marginally better than it was last year when they won. So uh, the pieces around him that he's gotten, especially, I mean, you got Anthony Davis there. I mean, you have two top what top five players in the league on one team. Um, so if one takes a night off, the other one can pick up the slack. Um, I do think if you take LeBron off that team, they're they're probably still a playoff team in, in my eyes. Um, I think if you take Jokic off of the Nuggets, uh, I, I don't see that. But Charlie, interested to hear what you think on these two.
2: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. And I think look, like you know, we were having the discussion last year about Jamal Murray, right? And I think that Jamal Murray is very much the two. Uh, the Robin to, to Batman and Jokic in Denver, I think Jokic is integral to the success the Nuggets have. I mean, I think also too, like I wouldn't even call the Lakers team marginally better than last year. I think they're, uh frankly a a lot better than last year i mean montrez harrell is a good player coming off the bench for them schroeder's been a great player for them uh especially this year creating a little bit more offense to take the pressure off ad um and lebron you know uh, and still though i mean lebron is having a hell of a season with the lakers um i can't believe that having the shortest amount of time off uh, in the off season as he did uh, with the Lakers in the heat playing into deep until October and then coming back as quickly. It's pretty amazing at the level of basketball that he's playing and can sustain almost having no time off.
1: It's great. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, you know, to go back to like the whole MVP thing, I think that's why, you know, Jokic is that dude. Uh, I know we have three different answers here. We got LeBron, we got Jokic and we got KD. Uh, you know, it's a good argument to make for each player. Right. But, um, I, I think it all comes down to whose team probably winds up at the top of, of the standings, to be honest. Any other, uh, any other points boys for, for the MVP?
2: I love how we both have Jokic on our list, Kev.
1: He's the man. He's, I, I, I actually love watching nugget games just yeah. because of him. Like, yeah, He's just fun. He's not the most flashy player, even though some of his passes are just like, dude, what the fuck?
2: He's a real basketball fan's favorite player. You know, the old adage, like your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. He's like your favorite basketball player's favorite basketball player.
0: Yeah, agreed. Wait, hold on. So that's not Michael Beasley? (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Oh, man, what
1: is, he, what is he up to
2: right now? What is he doing? Yo, shout out to him for that one year at the Knicks where he was actually kind of good.
0: Remember when he wore – remember that interview? He had, like, five, like, wristwatches on. He had, like, a wristwatch on each hand on his ankles. Dude, he, he lit like the garden on fire. Oh, uh, that was so good.
1: There there are a few players in Knicks history that can that lit up that garden like him like Timothy (laughs) Mazgov. I'm sure they're they're, they're just like in like Jeremy Lin. Like those three dudes, like when they had their like mini runs, like places were going crazy for them.
0: Uh, That's such a sad list.
1: (laughs) I know. So sad. All right, fellas, what are we moving on to right now? You want to go coach of the year? You want to go defensive player of the year? Where are we going? Yeah, let's do coach of the year. Coach of the year. All right. Uh, you know, I'll start it off here. <clears throat> I got like three names here. Um, I obviously got Doc Rivers. Uh, the dude just wins everywhere he goes. I've I, I not seen the Sixers team play defense like this um, that they're playing this year. They're on top of their game. And, it, you know, it seems just like, you know, the core of the team, you know, was younger and they kind of grew up with Brent Bown- Brett Brown. <clears throat> but now that they're older, they need like an actual real coach. Uh, and Doc Rivers is that dude. I also got Monty Williams, Charlie. I, I would be surprised if he's not on your list too, but mm. for, for your sons, but um, you know, he, he's done a great job with that team so far. Uh, obviously having uh, Chris Paul on that team helps that a lot, but uh, you know, it's not all about Devin Booker anymore. And I think he's uh, you know, Monty Williams has done a good job of integrating the rest of the roster. And then I got my boy, who I got winning the coach of the year, Quinn Snyder from my Utah Jazz. Uh, they're just putting up W's. They're playing at a different level that they have been the, the past few years. Uh, it's that same core, but they're just buying into a system more. So, uh, easy. What do you got for your coach of the
0: year? I just want to start. Fuck the jazz. I can't wait for three oh, months to go by stop. and they're the number four seed. Oh, I've had enough of them. <laughs> what? But, yo, why dude, would you, why, why are you saying that? Because honestly, the second they gave Rudy Gobert $200 million to put his hands up, angered me so much. <laughs> like Shaq said it the best. That's all it takes to get 200 million nowadays. Like, damn.
1: That, yeah, it that is pretty crazy. That you got that contract.
0: Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it just annoys me that they're the number one team in the West right now. You're like, really? Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. This is- Mike Conley's
2: having a season too.
0: Yeah, he's playing well. Yeah, but like, I, I just don't ever expect him to be the point guard of the number one team in the West. You know? Right. Um. But yo, all right. So, co- coach of the year. And I'm kind of right there with you with Doc, because if the 76ers end up being the number one seed in the East, that's just going to be crazy. Like that transformation in one year. I I mean, I guess the real question is what does Doc actually do? Right. (laughs) Right. Like what? And I mean this in like utmost respect to a guy who won a ring. But what are you are you like just kind of putting your arm over the shoulder of these dudes and like gassing them up? Are you running plays? Are you like telling Ben Simmons, like what I don't know? How does he unlock these dudes? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But sometimes you need that, right? Sometimes the head
1: coach just needs to be like kind of like that cheerleader, motivational guy, and you have your assistants
0: that are like the X's and O's, dude. Yeah. Um isn't, isn't that isn't that funny? It gives hope to me. I think I'd be a great head coach. Would you
2: just blow smoke up guys' asses all day? Let every let your assistants handle the hard stuff. That's
0: it.
1: Anyone? Easy. How would all right? If you're a head coach, right? Let's say you're head coach of the Knicks. How are you
0: blowing smoke up Kevin Knox's ass? Let's hear it. All right, Knox, are you ready? I'm gonna need, need you to take these long ass arms that you have, get some deflections, run the floor and hammer one down remember how it felt in summer league to throw one down and you weren't espn and you had and you had chicks slipping your dms and you were fucking left and right on the new york Knicks. if you want that again or you want to end up in china in a year and a half <laughs> let's go not bad not bad right that's pretty good right off the dome i think i could do it or <laughs> right, who else you got for coach of the year I cannot even come close to Pernet, now it's in this name, but Nate uh, Bajorkin, whoever the hell the Pacers hired, I really enjoy watching the Pacers, man.
1: <laughs> dude, the well, Pacers are good. Dude, it's funny because I was listening to a few podcasts when they made that hire and they were like a lot of criticism for not bringing like a
0: big coach in here, but uh, it seems to be paying off. Like, you want to talk about a team that same guys, yeah. like the majority of the same squad, they trade their like the quote unquote best player in depot, who I don't think he was, but they trade him. LaVert is even playing still and they're a good team. Yeah. So I feel like, but for them, they're a five seed right now. If if he's gonna win Coach of the Year, I feel like they gotta end top three, and that's just gonna be tough with the the Sixers, like Nets and Bucks. But I can never know. Sure. So who so who's your guy? I'm going Doc right now. Okay. Just because Sixers are the one seed, and I feel like that matters the like the most in this kind of stuff. All right, I got my boy Quinn. You got Doc.
1: Let's hear it, Charlie. Who do you got?
2: All right. All right. So Kev, we must have been communicating before this because our lists look very, very, very similar. So <laughs> Monty and the Suns is on my list. They are my my league pass MVP. Um <laughs> Arizona's calling my name. I can't I want to get out to Phoenix as soon as possible. Uh I actually have Ty Lu on this list too. Um, not going to lie, the Clippers are playing really, really, really good basketball right now. Um, even yesterday, I mean, the, the Nets game, notwithstanding, you know, really impressed with what I've seen from them, really getting them to play uh, in a much better sort of offensive style, I think, uh, complimenting Kawhi and PG quinn snyder is my first though um jazz are playing phenomenal uh 15 and 5 in january which is a hell of a record uh especially in the western conference i mean the western conference is killer this year um so quinn snyder is going to be my number one there for coach of the year
0: let's go two for quinn one for doc see you later
2: doc yep
0: fuck you quinn enjoy the jazz in utah
2: also gray hair, Quinn Snyder, great hair. Great hair. Great hair. Great hair,
1: great jerseys, great basketball court. Yep. There's just a lot to like about Utah. All right, boys. What you guys want to flip it to defensive player of the year?
0: Uh, wait. yeah, let's go deep. defense and I want to talk about some rookies. Some rookies. Ugh. All right.
1: Let's hear it, Charlie. We got defensive player of the year. There's a there's a bunch of guys you can obviously name, but uh, let's hear who you got there. I hope you're not eating another cracker.
2: Well, since both of you, since both of you chumps were just hating on him so bad for just sticking in his hands up, Jesus. Uh, so I actually have two guys written down on this list. This was the one category that uh, that I forgot about. That I actually remember just before the show, and and I scribbled down two names here. Uh, the first one. Rudy Gobert, Uh, obviously we've been talking about the Jazz playing really well this year, but really for me, I think the the number one sort of defensive player uh, of the year, in my opinion, is obviously, I think, A.D., um phenomenal rim protector uh literally cannot get in the paint when he's in the game um I'm really worried about the nightmare matchup too that he presents a team like Brooklyn uh if they do get to the finals together I'd wonder who's going to guard him if you have your best player i.e. KD guarding LeBron you you cannot match either one of those up and DeAndre Jordan's not going to cut it um I'm going to go with AD for defensive player of the year
1: I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Easy, who you got for defensive player of the year? See, I'm gonna to have to swallow my words on this one a little bit because uh oh goodness. This doesn't follow up too well with my my previous statement. But yeah, I mean I had Gobert because that's the only fucking thing he does well <laughs> Oh god. Um
1: you were just shit talking to him. Now you're gonna pick him for defensive
0: player of the year. Well, I mean, he's gotta earn that money somehow. Put your fucking hands up, Rudy 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 you, uh, got any, you got any other names on there dude There's rudy listen i'm on the mb train this year i think the mb's playing train. really well i'm he's on the mb great. train he's playing hard like he's not he's he's clearly not gassed he's playing defense and he's running down the floor and setting up on the low block i like watching mb play I I mean, the Simmons fit will always be weird, but I I mean, I like watching, I don't know. I like watching the Sixers and Embiid run around. I like
1: it. I like it. Um, There's a few other names. I actually didn't pick any of the the guys that you picked for for, uh, defensive player of the year. Um, Just some names that I kind of scribbled down. I got Marcus Smart on the list. I don't know why, but I just like watching him play like on ball defense. Like he's just like a little bulldog. Um, I also put, even though I didn't want to, I got Gobert on there. I got Anthony Davis on there. I also have Giannis on there, even though like he nope. puts up like good defensive numbers, but like when he you need it. a, yeah, when you need to stop, like he's not really there, but my defensive player of the year this year is going out to miles Turner dudes averaging Ooh. four, four fucking blocks a game. He's just swatting everything and everyone that's coming into the lane. Uh, He's becoming like a a, a huge presence for them, like offensively and defensively. But uh, it's time to give a a new guy some love. So I'm going to go with Miles Turner on that one.
2: I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, good call. And that's from a boy, Nate uh, (laughs) Pajorkin.
2: Oh, Oh, man.
0: How the fuck do
2: you pronounce B and J? (laughs) York is, Bjork. I bet it's, it's just like the singer Bjork
0: uh Bjorken there you go I like Bjorken
1: Bjork have you got oh
0: my god I remember being at Bonnaroo and seeing Bjork for like five
1: minutes and getting up and walking away that shit was <laughs> terrible not your thing Kev your thing. are you kidding is it your thing
2: I mean I, I've listened to a few of her albums it's definitely Ava you know some avant-garde Icelandic music is always interesting
1: Uh, maybe you know what i haven't given it you know what maybe hating a little bit too much
2: i'll send you an album that's good of hers please do because the five
1: minutes that i witnessed of that show was like horrendous like people were getting up and leaving yeah
2: i i I can imagine bonnaroo could probably be a pretty interesting environment too just sort of based on all the extracurriculars that were going on too you know for for that specifically (laughs) you know
1: oh man but uh all right, let's flip it to Rookie of the Year. Easy, you wanted to get here, so we're rushing towards it. So why don't you start it off?
0: What's it gonna take for my fucking boy quickly to get a Rookie of the Year? Oh, I like it. Yeah. What's I it like gonna it. take? All right. So all right, we got uh, like oh, LaMelo. Oh, his passes <laughs> are really cool. Fuck out of here. Then who else is really on this list? Halliburton, by cool, but is he dropping 25 in consecutive games? No. Um I Weissman. don't know. Does someone got a st- oh, Yeah, but he, he I mean he lost his starting spot to fucking Kevon Looney. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, man. I call me crazy, but if he keeps this up, I think it's quickly to lose. I like it, man. He's
1: that he, he's he's the biggest Nick spark plug that I've seen that I've seen since like Latrell Sprewell coming off the bench for us back in like 99 and 2000. Like that was sick. Yeah. He, he he provides that like that scoring
0: touch. Um, so easy is quickly your boy. Dude, quickly is my boy. He was the final pick in my fantasy draft. Thank God, because the pick before it was Obi, and he's just – like, and I can't even drop Obi because I named my team Obi-Wan Kenobi, so I got to ride him out. <laughs> so it's annoying. wasting a wasted roster quickly. spot. I Literally just wasting a roster spot. And with COVID, you got to, like, pick up and drop guys all the time and put them on the IL. It's very annoying. Right. But I'm riding quickly until the end. Charlie, who do you got, man? Who's on your list?
2: Yeah, so I got three guys on this list. Um, number three, Tyrese Halliburton. Love watching him play. Really good assist, really good defender as well. Do uh, you think
1: he's the steal of the draft so far?
2: You know, truthfully, I do. Um, and I think that the the reason that makes him the, the, the steal is his two-way ability. He's just as good on the defensive end as he is on the offensive end. Yeah. I mean, they've got a really interesting backcourt uh in Sacramento adding him in obviously they've got De'Aaron Fox there as well um two actually i have LaMelo down um as the second best in, in rookie of the year one man i'm going to go just like easy man i have quickly listed at one here um hey, buddy let's go he is he's the most energetic rookie either coming off the bench or starting he's in my opinion been the most impactful for the games that he's played and what he's given to the team this year. And I think lastly, too, like he's getting a, lo- a lot of sort of eyes looking at him and-, and getting a little bit of respect around the league, which I think think is a good thing. The one thing that worries me with him is do NBA defenses become harder on him with the floater and some of the ways that he's scoring the basketball Once they see it on tape a few times, because I feel like once you see a guy on tape a few times and once you start to see his tendencies, the really good coaches will be able to sort of construct ways to get defenses to maybe put a cap on some of those floaters. So I think the one thing that he's gonna have to lean into is this three point shot and really making sure that he gets those good looks at three point. He's got just the slightest weird sort of form in his shot to me. I can't quite put my finger on it. It's not the smoothest shot in the world. Um but right now he's right he's leading it for me. Yeah.
1: I think he's definitely done the most in like the least amount of time that he gets per game. Right. I mean uh, my list is a lot like your guys. Uh, I got Halliburton on there. Personally, I think he's the steal of the draft. It's almost like typical Knicks, like just letting the steal of the draft get picked one pick after them. Right. So just typical. But um, at number two, I, I do have my boy, Bol- LaMelo. Like, the, the dude's sick. Like, yeah. His vision kind of like reminds me of like Nash or like Kid. Like the passes that he makes and uh, he's just super fun to watch. Um and and it's it wouldn't be my pick to win rookie of the year, but I can see him winning it just because like you know, Nate. all the yeah, the, the media and like all, uh, all these highlights that he's getting. But I'm gonna go with you with you two guys. I'm gonna go with my boy quickly. He's got future starting point guard written all over him, but right now he's coming off the bench like Lou will. So I'll take him as my rookie of the year too. Shocking yeah. from from a Knicks podcast. Yeah, Seriously,
0: definitely. this is a Knicks podcast.
1: Yeah, if, if you couldn't tell by now,
2: I have. I mean, I got Tibbs as my honorable mention for Coach of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> love yeah. it, love it.
0: He's
1: doing but a lot think, with the
0: little. But Charlie, you brought up a good point because it's like when I watch him, there's a lot of times where, where I mean, it's not like the right thing to say, but it's like another floater like another floater and yeah. he keeps making them. He's almost automatic yeah. with them. So it's like, if they're going to attack him at a closeout, mm-hmm. like they're on the floor and hit the floater, it's two points. Let's go. Yep. So it's a good shot. But like you said, eventually people are going to start playing him for that. And they're going to like make him and dare him to shoot the three. And I think that's where it's going to separate him from being like the feast or famine kind of scoring guard that he is now. It's like, oh, we, I got 25, and then, like, a game or two later, like, eight.
1: But, like, he's a dude that could knock down that three, right? That was his role exactly. in Kentucky. So, like, maybe that's good. Maybe that's that's a huge part of his game. If he can knock down that three, then they have to close out on him. And when they do, your fol- time.
0: Well, that's the thing. He's shooting 35% right now from three. So, let's go, baby. Pick Let it up. Go. Pick it up. All right,
1: boys, uh, we got a couple more categories to go to. Why don't we hit it with the sixth man? Charlie, who do
2: you got for, for the sixth man right now coming off the bench? Uh, well, you know, fellas, I mean, I don't know whether we're going to need to relocate this podcast out to beautiful Salt Lake City or not. I mean, <laughs> oh, top of God. top of my list right now, and I hear easy moaning in the background, it's top of my <laughs> list is is going to be Jordan Clarkson. Um, guys playing really, really well for them coming off the bench. I've also got Marcus Morris on here too. Um, I think Marcus Morris has been pretty good for the Clippers this year. Um, but really my, my number one, six man is, is going to be Jordan Clarkson, um, averaging, I think. 12 or 13 a game at least um giving them a lot of spark off the bench giving them a lot of athleticism off the bench rebounding running the floor uh I really like what I'm seeing from them and I think he's been integral to the success that Utah's had so far this year.
1: He's averaging 17 points a game.
2: Okay, yeah, even more than I thought. Yeah, right? Like
1: off the bench yeah. playing 25 minutes, 17 points a game. Uh that that's who I have too, like I think he's definitely found his role as like a, you know, coming off the bench Uh, and maybe that's what he kind of needs, right? Like some players need to like get that feel for the game, you know, kind of watch the other guys kind of run around for a little bit and then like kind of get in there and exploit that. And uh, he's done a great job of that. Uh, Just one other guy that I have is this dude, shake Milton from the 76ers just because I freaking love his name and like love every time he scores for the 76ers. But He's averaging 14 points a game coming off the bench. He's a big-time scoring boost from them, especially with, like, Ben Simmons not being able to score as kind of like that that primary ball handler. Uh, Having him come off the bench and being that scoring point guard uh, is kind of huge for the 76ers. But, yeah, Jordan Clarkson's my
0: guy too. Uh, Easy, what do you got? So I wrote Jordan Clarkson, and then I wrote Ugg. (laughs) <laughs> so unfortunately like i just like every time i watch the jazz which is i mean not that much but when they're on it's always it's clear like clarson comes in and he fucking rocks the shit like he's good it's it, but it's so weird to me just remembering him on that laker squad then he goes to the cabs to help lebron and then he sucks And then he goes to fuck. It's like, really, now you put it together, like, five years into the league? Like, it's just, I don't know. I'll never believe that he's good. Like, if that makes sense. Easy for a guy that hates Utah so much.
2: Really? You're giving them a lot
0: of love. Hold on. For all of our sports betting fans of the Bad Handle podcast, (laughs) I'm currently looking up the sports betting dime odds of the sixth man of the year coming in at the bottom of the list number 11 a plus plus thirty-three hundred is our boy bobby crazy guys portis no way how is Yo, he on he's that played,
2: list he's having a season for Milwaukee this year is dude he? i'm gonna
0: let that money ride can you imagine if he pulls off oh, the sixth man of the year it's really, it's kind of sad that he's on this
2: list. It's he's not just, even like it's so ironic that the Knicks are playing the Bulls tonight, and that's that one game that Bobby Porter's played like phenomenally well. <laughs> yeah, <in.
1: laughs> nailed that corner three out of nowhere. It was
2: hype. Yeah.
1: <laughs> good old Buck. Good old crazy eyes. Uh, do you, oh my god. Do was, know, that that was... Yeah. was
2: that a Scott Perry signing?
0: Yeah. Was that
2: a Steve Mills signing?
0: I think that was Perry. Yeah. You know how sad it is as a franchise that we're like, we can literally recite like top games of bums. On yeah. our squad. <laughs> That's all we got. Oh, you remember that time when, when, when Bobby Portis went nuts at MSG, Wait, remember that time when, when Timothy Mazgov tweeted <laughs> fucking Mazgov Square Garden, like, yeah, no, I remember all those times. <laughs> can I have one good memory instead of these bullshit ones.
1: Yeah. Or like Steve Novak,
0: right? His whole uh, run. It was just like, oh my goodness. Ugh. I love him.
1: He's probably some high school basketball coach right now in like Wisconsin. <clears throat> All right. Let's flip it on over to most improved player. There's a bunch of names you could kind of kind of go through here. Uh
0: easy. Well, who do you got here? So I think the two that that have a realistic shot of taking it, but it kind of depends on where the teams go, is really like Christian Wood on the on the Rockets. But yeah, it depends yeah. on like yeah. what version of the Rockets you get for the rest of the year. Right now, they're they're hot. They're hot. He but does like, everything. Do they yes. flip Depot at the deadline? Uh, does Wall like blow out his other thing? like, you know, like it, a lot depends on what the Rockets do. I think they're a good team. And I think if Harden stayed, they would have been a good team. It's crazy. But like, um, a a lot depends on that. And I think you got to give props to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has stepped up this year on the Celtics. I cannot believe the Celtics are like, it sounds silly. That Like they're a four seed right now, but it's like, you look at their squad and you look at what they have. It's like, I think they're a sleeper finals contender. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, you're right.
1: So so who's
0: your boy? Who are you going with? I'm going Jalen Brown because I think the Celtics oh. have a better chance of being higher in the in in the East. And I think that that means more for the voters. As a voter myself, I tend to take that into account more, you know? I like it.
1: I like it. Um you know, I, I got one of those names there. I got Christian Wood. Um, I mean, 23 and 10. Plays good defense. Um, You know, going into... I guess, let me go with my other guy. Uh, my other guy is Jeremy Grant from uh, Detroit. I do feel like he's a little bit of like that Evan Turner, like, stat stuffer on a terrible team. Uh, But right now, he's averaging like 23 and 6 a game. Um, I think that differentiator for me with them is uh especially with like jeremy grant i think when he signed that contract with detroit everyone was like it was a huge overpayment for like a role player so i do kind of feel like he was kind of undervalued but christian wood i think everyone kind of knew that this guy was you know he was about to blow up he was about to have a good year so i'm gonna go with my boy jeremy grant charlie who
0: do you got Oh, actually, easy. Easy. You got anything else on, on Christian Wood? I actually I want to bring up something on Grant. So just because, again, you know, as a member of the NBA media circle, I got my ear to the ground. Yeah, um,
1: all right. Let's hear. what. <laughs> let's hear the rumblings. What do you got? So
0: report. Denver report. Uh, did, did Denver offered Grant the same money that the Pistons offered? It's just the Pistons offered a bigger role in the offense. And that's why he went to Detroit and didn't oh. stay on like a finals contender in Denver. Wow. Boldy move. Big time. So I kind of want to give him props for taking on the responsibility and leading the team in scoring and rebounds and multiple categories. But it's also like your team sucks, bro. <laughs> You know, like someone's got to score a bunch of points, um, but I. So that's <laughs> this is a convoluted way to say that's like a plus one for Jeremy Grant, but then like plus a hundred for Christian Wood is I absolutely love that he called Shaq a casual fan on <laughs> NBA. That was did you guys see amazing.
1: that? Yeah, I saw that. That was so good. Charlie who do you got for your uh your most improved player?
2: So like easy uh Jalen Brown also landed uh on my list I've been really impressed with him um he really been playing well um for the Celtics especially these last couple of games just really really asserting himself on the offensive end of the floor um really sort of coming into his own and Oh, just a phenomenal player. And and when you look back on, on sort of the, the fruits of what Danny Ainge was able to do in that Nets-Billy King trade, right? I mean, the two players that really uh, are the most important to Boston and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, were because of that. And, and obviously a, a great selection there and and has done really well for Boston and, and has really proved this season. Um, also, too, though, shout-out, honorable mention, though, to if we're going to tie this back to the Knicks, Julius Randle i mean really i, I like mean that. put putting up really 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 big numbers night in and night out putting up really solid numbers across the board, facilitating to his teammates. I mean, also not only with the points, but if you look at his stat lines, a lot of nights on the assists, he's averaging eight, nine, sometimes 10 assists a game. He's facilitating RJ, I think has been the recipient of a lot of that. Uh, Obviously Mitch too, as well. So uh, honorable mention goes to Julius, but yeah, Jalen's really been impressive to me thus far this year
1: so to keep it with the knicks are we putting rj barry on this list or no not yet charlie what do you think
2: it's it's so tough because i was debating putting it on there and i think that the only thing that's sort of keeping me from putting rj on there is his streakiness with how he scores. I think it's actually evened out over the last couple of games. He's not having that like 20 and then two and then back to 20 game. I just need to see the consistency from him.
1: Agreed. Easy, what do you think on RJ? You think he uh, he deserves any votes here?
0: So this is just like a firm thing as to why I don't bet on sports because – I just, every time I'm like, God damn, like I I watch a lot of sports. I think i would be a really good sports gambler. And then I I would have bet the house that RJ was coming out and going to win most improved. He is not top 11 on this list, on this website that I'm looking at. Wow. Not a good sign. Um, But it's tough. I I think he's graded on this like 2021 NBA scale where it's like every player's got to chuck threes at 40% a clip and then hit him off the whatever. And he's got to like do all these things where it's like, I don't think that's ever will be him and was ever supposed to be RJ. I think RJ is going to hit mid range shots. He should play defense and go to the hole. That should be his game. And we'll surround him with shooters. But question, because Randall's only a plus 1600 right now for most improved player odds. Do we throw some money together? Do we throw some money together? First a little, question. A little and bad then handle. Second that? question. I've been saying this for two seasons. Let's trade him for any type of pick we can. He's 26. Is he the future? Yeah, like do we sign him and build? Is is he the guy we build around? Is this where we've come? Uh, yeah, like full
1: circle. Right. So for when we first signed him, we were like, what the fuck is this? And then like, now we're like, do we re-sign him? Like he's our best player by far. So, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I do think that, you know, it really depends how the, how this season goes. And once we get closer to the trade deadline, like where we're looking in the standings, uh, I I think if we're out of it, I think he's a goner, but unfortunately, but, um, yeah, I, th- I think it all depends on the standings. But uh Charlie, what do you think on Randall? You think he's the he's a core piece here or what?
2: Yeah, so like my thing right there is, is it's a couple of things, right? It's super interesting. Like easy, you bring up the point, he's 26 right? So do we build around him? Do we sign him? Do we essentially just fall into this player in our lap who became a star, who's going to give us 25 and 10 a night and is legitimately somebody we can build our culture around? Or do we look at this like the Marcus Morris situation where if Marcus Morris fetched a first round pick for essentially being a six man in LA who is willing to give up assets and what are those assets for julius randall right is it two first round picks is it a first and a second because julius is averaging way better numbers than marcus was when he was here so my thought process is that you almost keep him and resign him knowing that you have these picks coming up both from the mavericks and that you've stockpiled because look we can accumulate as many picks as we want, but I think we do have a player here who's really putting up solid numbers and is somebody that we can build around. And it also too seems like somebody that is a good teammate and seems to be a leader that's not a flashy leader, which I think is something different that's a good culture builder for the Knicks.
0: That's a good point. He definitely fits fits that new – nick's like culture he thing. fits tibbs he fits tibbs so, culture of work here's the most important part, part of this i'm gonna give you because now like we know this year is going to be the playing tournament so you actually really have to be anywhere from seven to ten just to get into the into the playoffs right yeah so from seven to fifteen in the east is the cavaliers hornets raptors Bulls, Knicks, Magic, Heat, Pistons, and the Wizards. Are we even going to make it in? I don't know. That's tough. I can see the Heat
1: heat aren't playing well right now at all, but I, I, I can see them start clicking with Butler coming
0: back. Exactly. I think the Magic are shit. I think the Bulls are shit. The Pistons are shit. The Wizards suck, but I thought for Terrible. sure we're going couple with, like, Westbrook and Beal, but who knows. Um, the Raptors have been getting better. Are the Hornets really going to make the playoffs? The Cavs are going to be a seven seed? I can't see that. I still hate the Hawks at six. I hate the
2: Hawks. The Hornets are sort of trending up for me, though. Like, I was watching them the other night on League Pass, like – Gordon Hayward is playing pretty well for them. I, I was Malik Monk too. Shout out Malik Monk. Dude, yeah. Malik, huh? Yo, Malik Monk's been balling. I remember when the Knicks, when we were I remember I was sweating him for a hot second when the Knicks were trying to draft him. Uh, but he's really been playing well. I don't know. I, I kind of like the Hornets a little bit.
0: All I'm saying is, I you it's kind of <laughs> We're going to stretch into the Sam Darnold Jets era because I'm a disgruntled Jet fan as well. But you cannot sign a guy long term if he's not going to do anything for your team in the current season. Right. Like if Randall isn't going to get us into at least a 10 seed for the play tournament, we cannot lock him up next year. I mean Darnold, you win two games a year, you cannot be the quarterback moving forward. Yeah,
2: that's a whole other. Sorry, story. sorry.
0: It once I get going on one, it turns into another. I, uh...
2: Also, like, what does a Julius Randall contract even look like? We talking like five for one hundred and fifty? Like, we talking thirty it's crazy. a year? Like, are we talking thirty a year here? Like, probably. I mean, I mean, twenty like, I mean, six.
1: And like, do we? That's the thing. Like, do, do we pay that money for him? Like. But also, like, who the fuck's coming here? We think every year people are going to yes. come here and nobody fucking comes here. So I know. we got to keep him. So if if I don't know, I'm so indifferent on Julius Randall. Like last year was a horror show for me and Julius Randall. Um, this year he's playing significantly better. But like, is that that like contract year? Like I'm going to play like boss to the wall type thing and get my money. Uh, I guess we're, we're going to have to find out.
0: I wish there was a real way to figure that out. What? The whole, like, I'm going to play well in a contract year. Because, listen, I know firsthand I would be the number one culprit of trying my absolute hardest in a contract year and then taking it easy for the rest of it. (laughs) I totally get it, and I'm not hating on players who do it, but I just wish that there was a way to, like – not incentivize that like you know right unfortunately i i don't think we can we should make all the contracts not guaranteed like the nfl (laughs) just cut them whenever don't play Fuck out of here julius (laughs) (laughs) all right boys before we wrap
1: this up you know just one thing we should probably touch on let's get into some surprises for the early part of the year Uh, Anything that jump out to mind, Charlie, on some surprises?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, actually, I've got a biggest surprise and a biggest letdown. I'm going to give you two teams. I'm going to give you a player for my biggest surprise and a team for my biggest letdown. Okay. So my biggest surprise, Bradley Beal, full on beast mode this season thus far. I always like Bradley Beal. I fucking hate the Wizards admittedly never watch wizards games. It's one of the few teams I just like refuse to watch on league pass. I just, that whole team just kind of is just like ick to me, but Bradley Beal is playing really, really, really well this season. I like what I'm seeing from him. My biggest letdown dude, what the fuck are the Minnesota Timberwolves like? They're five and fifteen. They got they signed D'Lo. Like, what what is he doing? Anthony Edwards has actually probably been their best player this season. He's actually somewhat good. They're horrible. They're cruising for another another lottery pick and another worst record this season again. Terrible team.
1: I like that. Yeah, I mean, right now my surprise is the Dallas Mavericks, and I love to see it because they're. Terribleness yes. only benefits the Knicks more and more. Um, My not-so-surprise is KP Porzingis always being hurt and being a liability for that team. Um, I have some Dallas Maverick buddies here in, in the area that, you know, gave me a lot of shit for the Porzingis trade, which, you know, kind of, you know... At, at the time it looked like a very bad trade and the more we watched Dennis and the junior not play, uh the, the the worse it looked. But now when you kind of look at it, if we're going to get like a you know a pretty high pick for four Porzingis, it, it's it's turning into our favor. I think one thing that Maverick fans don't understand is <laughs> they signed this dude to a huge contract. What And he cannot be depended on to be on the court. And if he is on the court, you can't just depend on him. He's not He's not a superstar, and you're paying him to be that. And my last point here is that what that hurts is Luka's ability to, like, build a championship team when he's in his prime. Because now you're wasting a lot of cap space on a dude that can barely hit the court. So fuck you, Dallas, even though I live here. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. Easy. What do you got? Surprise.
0: So to follow it up, biggest surprise is that I agree with Phil Jackson. Okay. Porzingis is not able to stay on the floor. He's too big. He's too injury prone. He can't play anymore. He had a three to four year shelf life of throwing back putbacks at MSG. And he's been shipped out. He got punched in the face at a club in Latvia and has been the same since. I look at their record right now, right? Like, this is what they're going to have to deal with. Porzingis not being on the court. And forget about the record. Yo, when he does play, he's not hitting threes. Yeah. He doesn't even look like he moved. Like, that was the one cool thing about Porzingis was it was like, yo, this guy looks ginormous on TV. And then he moves and will throw back, put back dunks and – as a Nick fan, we were always scared when he hit the floor because it was like, holy shit, he's so big. And now you're seeing the effects of him hitting the floor because he's so damn big and meniscus and Achilles or not. What did he have? He, he's had a bunch of lower body injuries.
2: I also think too. I, I'm really interested. You know, Luca's sort of hinted at a couple of the the post game interviews. Uh, you know, some of the the sort of comments that he's given about. You know, guys need to to buy in. Guys need to to play better, yeah. etc. I'm yeah. a little interested to see what that relationship with with Doncic and Porzingis is like, right? Because Luca's obviously the guy but he's looking for support. And Porzingis, Kev, to your point, you have him on this massive contract. He's supposed to be the guy. He can't stay on the court. He's not that effective when he is on the court. And then sort of, you know, they don't have a lot of options. They gave up their first round picks to us to get Porzingis. They don't have a lot of room in cap space both in the future if they want to sign donchitz to a big contract to keep him they don't have a lot of room they also have half of the old knicks roster like i'm sorry this is what you get with tim hardaway jr (laughs) like and i don't feel bad for you but he's on an expiring i wouldn't be surprised if they try to flip him maybe for an asset off that expiring who knows they're not in a good space right now um but truthfully you you know screw the mavericks anyways so don't feel that bad
1: (laughs) Yeah, like if, as long as the Knicks get a better pick, like uh, I'm completely fine with them being horrendous.
0: Um wait, so biggest l- letdown. Are you ready? Draymond Green. Oh yeah. What the fuck happened to Draymond Green? Dude, you watch War I mean, because they thought Clay was back and it was going to be the big three again. So the oh, Warriors okay. get a bunch of primetime games. Draymond Green refuses to shoot the ball. He said, okay, "He can't shoot. Yeah, it's but, yo, know, even when he gets the ball and, like, dribble handoffs, where, like, what he's got to do, do that quickly little, like, bullshit floater, like that fucking little eight-foot eight floater. He consistently throws the lob dunk pass for the guy. So he hopes the dude comes and plays him and then throws the lob, lob pass to, to, like, to the off guy. Just for a quick little thing, because I'm here. Running, I got my stat guy running stats for me over here. <laughs> stat so, guy. Yeah, it's Felix, the stat guy. There so 2015-16, the first like year oh. of the Golden State like Draymond's here to play, right? He's shooting 10 shots a game. This year he's shooting five shots a game. Jesus it's not like he shot a bunch, and that's never been his game to be this scorer. But he doesn't even look at the fucking basket. Yeah. What's his yeah. contract? It's huge, right? I think it's coming up soon, right? Because be, I think they signed him like a three or four year deal a couple of years ago.
2: I did. They he did, did. He's probably eligible for a max deal soon, right? Like he's going to be wanting a lot of money from them.
0: Hold on, Felix, run the stats. <laughs>
2: Because they've got Steph They've got Steph on a Supermax I think they've got Oh, God Oh, geez
1: He's making Yeah Let's hear what Felix has to say
0: So my boy Felix came back with the stats Uh, He signed a four-year, $100 million extension That starts this season Oh So he will be making 22, 24, 25, and 27 Jeez
1: And that's it. The last year's a player option for 27. You know know he's buying into
2: that. (laughs) When do they not? Like, that's as big. The player option is the worst thing ever.
1: I would literally just, I would just go over to, uh, who's the, who's the GM there? What's his first name? Myers, something Myers. Bob Myers. Bob Myers. I just go right today. I would go up to him and be like, listen, I'm just going to pick up that option in three years from now. So just count that for on the books, okay, bud? Hey, Bobby. <laughs>
2: remember when? The, remember when he came up in like Knicks talk like a year or two ago? They were like, "Oh, should the Knicks trade for Draymond and make oh, him geez. a building block?" Like, Jesus, could you imagine if we did that trade for a guy that literally doesn't shoot anymore? Oh, my goodness,
1: boys, this was this has been a great episode.
2: Got a lot of things
1: covered. Uh, anything else you guys want to throw out there before we uh, kick it to the weekend?
2: No, no, that was good. Hopefully the Heat pick it up, man. I'm always watching the Heat on League Pass, and and I hope they haven't been playing well the last few weeks. Hopefully they pick things up in these next couple of games.
0: Easy final thoughts? Nick's up 18. Suck it, Chicago. I hate Levine. Let's go, baby. Let's go.
1: Peace out, fellas.
0: Peace. Later. (laughs) Up. I'm back! I'm back!